Hello and welcome back to Unleash Your Peace. My name is Ali Shoja. I am your host. I'm a positive mindset coach, a personal transformation expert, a deliberate creator, and your peace trainer. And Unleash Your Peace, this podcast over here, is your peace training. It's where we dive into different aspects about the internal world every single week. Because that's exactly where your joy resides, your peace, your creativity, everything that you love about life is within you. And we want to unlock that. We want to unleash it because when you live from this place of joy and peace and connectedness to that infinite beingness of you, that non-physical potential of you, you don't just incrementally improve the quality of your life, you actually exponentially innovate every aspect of your experiences on this physical plane you become whole you become the powerful creator you have come here to be and you become an uplifter in your family in your community and that trickles out into the world at large this is our wish for you this is our wish for everyone on this planet because that's essentially how we level up as a human race we enter the next stage of our evolution when we live in this way all right we have another really incredible episode for you we have a special guest but before we introduce our special guest my co-host is nilu naderi hello so nilu who do we have today today we have dr e who specializes in archetypes archetypes what is that and what kind of archetype dr e Isa, tell us a little bit about yourself before we dive into this whole archetype business. I'm Isa Hashemi, and I got my PhD on organizational leadership. And uh, the reason that I'm interested in organizational leadership goes back to the concept of archetypes, because I have self-studied for over 12 years on archetypal studies and depth psychology. You know, when I was in college and uh, I was studying agricultural economics and I was studying economics and I was very interested because it was a concept of environmental science, agriculture and all of this stuff. And then I felt like, you know, you got to this moment that something is not touching you really, you know, you need something more. And then I thought I need to dig down to humanistic science and find something interested in interesting about humans humans behaviors that was moment of synchronicity so i found this class in iran and then i applied what was the class it was about you know the self-improvement knowing basically there was something called archetypes that i didn't know about it and i found that oh maybe it's just like you know cards tarot cards or something that you can play or like telling your fortune yeah yeah something like psychics are sitting there and you just look at this you know glowing oval thing and they can predict your future explaining our lives (laughs) (laughs) is there anything wrong with that (laughs) oh no absolutely not (laughs) and you know you can you can see you can foresee about your your personalities and other personalities and you can read their archetypes so so at that moment i didn't know what is archetype we were talking about wow more than maybe 15 years ago and then uh i started these classes i started to learn oh what are these oh these are gods and goddesses what does it mean oh my god okay so there are a lot of history behind it there's a lot of mythology behind it so i started that time to learn about it and 
one of the main thing that I used it, it was listening to people's stories. Mm-hmm. And by listening to people's stories, I learned about archetypes. What are archetypes? So we can talk about it. What are archetypes? Yeah, what are archetypes? Imagine when you are describing, when you are telling a story, when you are describing a situation. You wanna, if you wanna describe a character, how would you? How would you describe me Funny. in one word? Oh, okay. And then just one word. Yeah. Oh, um, eclectic. Okay. Eccentric. So that's it. Okay. So if you could, if if the listener could categorize that word in a person. Or just define it in a structured person. That okay, this person looks like that. Okay, then you are defining an archetype. Then you are suggesting an archetype for me. Okay, so archetypes are those patterns, are those structures, are those words that we will we will use it on a daily basis. Like someone is an archetype, like walking as a prince, you know, or she is living as a princess, you know, or this this woman. Even though she has not teached any classes, but she looks like a strong, decisive teacher, you know. So they're kind of like generalizations that we make about people. Yeah, we and we do it in daily basis, you know. So why do we do that? Uh, sometimes we just want to summarize our complexities, you know, because our mind has a natural tendency to summarize all information. If we could find a way to summarize the whole package of information into one category, into one word, then we would use it. So let's say, imagine a princess. So we can, we can define an archetype of princess, walking like a princess, wearing like a princess, or, or her body posture is like a princess, or her color, hair color is like a princess. And then uh, I feel like he's describing our friend Miriam. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. So, so you can see that we have a friend who is a social media influencer, and she is. Uh, I've told her this. She walks like royalty. That's it. Is it to fill in the blanks when we don't know someone by assigning an archetype that could build a picture in our mind? Like, what is the what? is the purpose of archetypes the purpose of the archetypes this natural tendency in our mind but how we are using it is different story superheroes are archetypes we are using oh that that guy looks like a batman or he's acting like a batman or you know that batman and robin robin dynamics are usually Uh used between you know friends cohorts colleagues in all the organizations or all of these stuff so isa with these archetypes is there a danger to that generalization like when we stereotype people can we then not see the whole of the person when we just say that person is walking like a princess or they are acting like a princess or whatever that is is there a danger then that we don't see them clearly as a whole human being yes absolutely and that's a good question because it gives us this uh huge opportunity to label people Mm -hmm. but the problem here is that the whole purpose of archetype especially using archetypal studies in psychology is knowing knowing ourselves is knowing the one oneself when we realize about the archetypes then we can realize what are our defining archetypes and what are our experience with archetypes and how we can use it in our world it's very attractive 
it's very interesting. As you know, you just label. I'm being labeled by my friends that are as, as an archetype whisperer. So I can read basically by the experience of asking some questions. But the main purpose of this archetype studies is self awareness. We can know ourselves by knowing the different of archetypes. And now, when we know the definition of the archetypes, then we can look through the patterns. What are the best best you know guidelines for archetypes? Then in the depth psychology, which is one of the main fields of uh, you know modern concept of psychology, which Carl Gustav Jung founded, uh, Greek mythology and especially using gods and goddesses is one of the most applicable concepts that we can use it. Those are stories, you know, and the main thing that we can ask about those stories and what are the purpose of those stories? You know, instead of using our imaginations, yeah, yeah, we can do that. But what else? Gods are there and there were eight gods and, you know, seven goddesses or what are they doing? There are brothers, sisters, and there are a lot of dynamics and there are a lot of stories. It was once believed that that is a ancient human psychological reflections and because people just reflect these stories it is evolved and during this time this guideline this story had been changed a lot and now we are having this archetypes which are 3000 years old and it is giving a clear reflection of human psyche or human personalities so Yes, that's the uh, dangerous of using archetypes. But on the other bright side, archetypes, the main purpose of archetypes, if we find a clear structure for it, is self-awareness. We can know ourselves and we can, we can find what are our strengths and weaknesses, what are our potentials and pitfalls, or what are our ideal scenario for this. What is our personality seed? What is our root? What type of archetype is our core concept, our core value. As you were talking, uh, I thought about like Myers-Briggs yep. personality categories. Yep. Are those also considered archetypes? No, no, they're, ter- they're considered as a personality types. Myers-Briggs is used a lot in corporations yep. to help you kind of know your own tendencies and how to interact with other personality types. So how is that different than archetypes? Those are personality types and there are four dimensions for it. So people are categorized based on being extrovert or introvert, Mm -hmm. based on being sensitive or narrative or intuitive, based on uh, using uh, their feeling, being feeling or having more tendency on thinking. Or being perceiving or judgmental. Right. So these are four dimensions of personalities. These are not archetypes. Why these are not archetypes? Because it is not intended to be defined, but to have a story behind it or a general complex behind it. It is a categorized personality type. What is the difference? It you know maybe in future, maybe in three hundred years in future, if we have this, then we if we talk about ENFPs which is one of the types of the MBTI, then we can talk about the archetype. So because it it has been used a lot, then we have archetypes. Because now there's a story behind yes. it. Yes. So the reason we, for archetypes, the Greek mythology gods are so prominent is because there's been thousands of years of stories yes. being told. Okay. Yes. And then people can resonate with it. Be different stories, different concepts, different ups and downs. And and the interesting thing about it is that this is, a, this is an interesting knowledge. It could get egoistic that people can 
label themselves, oh, I got this and I am this archetype. And then I have this privilege of this or benefits of this archetype. So what can I do next? Or, you know, there's nothing I can do. I'm this one. So uh, go suit yourself or find yourself a better way. And yet it's not working because you are exaggerating your persona or you are exaggerating yourself by over-insisting on something that you need to be aware of it, not to just generally expose it to others and use it as, you know, as a shield to just tell them that this is who I am. and Or the downside, right? Like yeah. If, if it's an archetype that has like dark, a darker side, they, they can use that as a crutch to kind of fall, fall exactly. back. Before we started Peace Unleashed as a company, we did this test that helped you identify the top three archetypes mm -hmm. out of 12, yep. right? And they were things like the muse, the explorer, the ruler, the creator, the alchemist. Yes. And so these uh, types of very strong archetypal characters, yes. right? But what you do is... A a little bit different with yes. the Greek mythology. You actually use the gods and goddesses yes. as archetypes. Can and you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, of course. Based on the story, there are 15 gods and goddesses. But the interesting thing is that it's it's not limited to the number of the stories on the Greek mythology. I mean, there are a lot. There are more. You, you could identify more than you know twenty, or you could get to the hundred of our different archetypes. Why? Because it's based on people's stories. It's based on people's experience. And this is the time. It was very interesting for me when I get to the concept of stories and listening to people's stories. Because you know you can find yourself studying a lot of you know psychology one hundred one books and all of the psycho analysis, psychopathology, and all of this. But it, what it really touched me on the psychology, it was listening to people's stories and then finding out their differences and their potentials and giving them different perspectives. So for me, psychology, it, it is rooted in this different, different archetypes and it is rooted in archetypal studies. So getting back to this Greek mythology and comparing it with those modes, because, because, you know, archetypes, if we get this definition, there are thousands of uh, models and, you know, structures mm -hmm. for giving a lot of perspective to people's mindset or people's life. So those archetypes that you took is the journey archetypes. So one of them is the personality archetypes. So this person has this archetype. The other is that you feel like you have a hero journey and your journey you got to this stage or you got to this phase and then this phase, it resonates with that archetype. These are two different sides. One of them is just talking about a person, a person's potentials or person's, you know, preferences. And the other is about the journey. So the journey is still a totally different concept, but it is very related to the archetypes because all of us has this, you know, archetype, like, like a infant, an infant, when it is born, it's innocent, you know, that innocence we could have this innocence for more than 10 years or more than 20 years or any new environments makes us innocent against it. So yeah. so this innocent is an archetype that we are being explored or we are being subjected to. And then the next thing is orphan or the next thing is warrior after that. We got wounded, we got hurt by environment, but we got hurt by our surrounding. And then we got defensive. So all of these cope, coping mechanisms that we develop, it is one of those solutions 
that we are using it. It was one of those archetypes that we are using it. Those archetypes are the journey archetypes, but on, the, on this side, yeah, we have a lot of personality archetypes. I hope it is very, it is very clear. <laughs> so one of the funnest things that we have done every time we hang out, like Isa, Dr. E, um, do our archetypes, yes. tell us our archetypes, you know, and, and you go in and you start asking questions. What was your childhood like? You know, do you play sports? What types of sports do you play? You know, how do you react in this situation? Like, and you ask these questions and then you kind of discover uh, the person's archetype and I have Nilu's over here. Oh gosh. <laughs> Are you ready now? <laughs> wrote these down. This is really fun. So Nilu's archetypes, she was a tie between Aries and Artemis for her first position and then she also has Aphrodite and ironically her least favorite Greek god Hephaestus. It's not just my least favorite. It was the Olympians least favorite god. Yes. They threw him off Olympus. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. Oh yeah, it hurt when I fell to the ground. So why why is this important? Why is it important? For example, using Nilu as an as an example, and I'm totally. I know she has you. hers written down there too. Yeah. I have mine as well. You volunteered mine. Go ahead. I'm just bringing this on Nilu right now, but taking hers as an example, and I want people listening to get a sense of how they can use these. Right. So they they find out they uh, take a test or they talk to you and they find out who their archetype is, and now what? Now, what do they do with that? Like, what would Nilu do with this information? What is this telling her about herself that she should watch out for? So we can we can find that what are the triggers, you know? So Aries is a warrior archetype. It is the god of war, you know? It is a strong offensive or defensive. It's a that athletic player in the, you know, in the field that it is going with whatever is being told to him or okay and then on the other side we have the artemis yeah we had the that environmental you know activist that loves to be uh, that it's idealistic and she is looking for uh, fulfilling that ideal scenario in her life or in the, in the world and it depends uh, on her perspective whether it's going to be a you know social justice or going to be a you know a clean environment. So it, it depends on how we are using these archetypes. But to answer to your question, sometimes we feel like there's something unusual about us and we feel we are abnormal or oh my God, this is unusual. I need to get rid of it. You know? Or oh my God, I feel like this is something that I hate it. These archetypal studies give us this perception this perception that not necessarily you don't need to hate it. You need to see it. You need to accept it. Mm -hmm. Because whatever you are repressing, ignoring, suppressing in your life, you will meet it as your destiny. So this archetype gives us this understanding about ourselves that to what level we can accept ourselves as who we are. And also it could give us some some potentials and pitfalls, you know. Be aware of this triggering moments. Oh, you more you're more prone to get triggered by your anger. And now you need to take, you know, the anger management class or 
get close to meditation or meditation practices? A couple of questions. Uh, one, I've never wanted to be a welder. So I, I, don't, I really don't know why Hephaestus is in there. But I studied Greek mythology in college. I was obsessed with it. But if someone is new to this and you, they do a reading with you, do you recommend that they go then and start to know these gods and goddesses and, un and understand some of those stories first? Uh, yes and no. Because sometimes, yeah, I, re I do recommend to start reading about it. But I do, and also I do recommend to be very cautious about it. Why? Because sometimes we just read about some archetype and we find, oh, it's, that's me. That's me, period. And I don't need, need, I don't need to read more about it, mm -hmm. you know? And that's very toxic and that's very unhealthy. Why? Because we are ignoring the other sides of the archetypes, you know? Because our life story is not like the movie stories that is going to be happy ending at all or just the life comedy La La Land movies, you know? We have all, we all are human beings and we all have ups and downs. And if we are tended to look through the ups, then we are ignoring the downs or we are ignoring the shadow sides, what we call it, then we are inviting a lot of dramas then we are inviting a lot of chaos to our lives. So yes, I'm recommending to people to read this uh, this Greek mythology and look it through this kind of division, division of archetypes. But also, there are other archetypes, like as you said, the journey archetypes. Mm -hmm. So for me, what I can tell people is just understand the concept of archetypes and how we can use it. And then ask yourselves that, do you really want to know more about yourself? through the archetypes, because these are, you know, the ancient uh, mythology behind it. And these are, and, and you know, even in Farsi, we can have Persian archetypes, mm -hmm. or we can have different stories on gods and goddesses, like on the uh, Roman gods and goddesses, or on the uh, Egyptian gods and goddesses. So it's not necessarily limited to the Greek mythology. The reason that we are so much focused on Greek mythology is because this is this is a full package. It has a lot of stories, mm -hmm. and we, you can realize a lot of dynamics behind it. So let's say Hephaestus, he built all of the armors and all of the equipments in the Olympians. So the shields, the swords, the uh, uh, the hoodies, all of them are being built. Yeah, Hades has an invisible hoodie. Oh, okay. So I call it hoodie. <laughs> His cloak? Yeah, it's hook. <laughs> <laughs> but but it looks like a hoodie, you yeah. know, and you can just you can it's just like hoodie and a cape put together. Yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> Listen, see, you can you you were just there, you know, <laughs> and the design. <laughs> so yeah, that's the reason that uh, oh, I'm we were focused. You know, um, the uh, Jungian psychology were focused on the uh, Greek because mythology. it was so robust. Yes, and then my second question was, which you kind of mm -hmm. just touched on it. Is, and maybe this is archetypes 2.0, but the idea of shadows, right? So uh, Ellie read the four archetypes that you had associated with me. Are, are Do you incorporate the shadows in there or is that a separate set of readings? Shadow starts when you ask your this question that why is this happening in my life that whenever uh, whatever I hate, it happens to me mm. or... I have a, uh, so I, um, I'm providing also life coach and giving therapy to people. One of my clients, she was constantly asking, what is wrong with my life that 
I'm being surrounded by stupid people and I don't like to be stupid, but all people around me are stupid or acting like stupid, even people in the street when I'm with a car. And, and I found that in 10 minutes, she talked about, she used the word stupid more than 100 times. And wow. she was telling that me that people are stupid, this is stupid, and that's stupid, and that's stupid. And, now, and that, at that moment, I found that, okay, being stupid, it could be one of her shadows. And so is a shadow like a negative aspect of these existing yes, archetypes? Yes, and the unlived aspect of that the archetype. The unlived. What do you mean by unlived? Let's go back to the archetypes. So Athena, mm -hmm. as I noticed that I read in someone's, yes. uh, started with her name, it started with E, uh, archetype and Athena. And the story of Athena is that Athena, after, I mean, if we're talking about the archetype, she will find out that he she, uh, that she never fell in love. She never looked at herself in a whole body. She never realized herself as a feminine, as a woman, as a feminine soul, mm -hmm. you know? And then that's the unlived life, you know? Mm. Then you re realize that you have not lived this life. And, and uh, apparently, in um, the 50s, when we get close to the... We call it Death Valley. We can, when you get close to counting your life, okay, now we're just 50, so what's going on? What's up with you? Man, what, do you have, what, do you have, what are your achievements? Then you realize, oh my God, I have a list of unlived life. I mean, unlived concepts. Yeah. And I didn't explore it. And, and now we are facing upside down. So yes, one of the, one of the, uh, the pillars of shadow is the uh, negative sides or something that we are repressing, we are ignoring, and then we will face it. And the other side is the unlived life, mm -hmm. that we are uh, not living it. Maybe it was, a, it was intentional, maybe sometimes it's unintentional. And sometimes it happens when we are in our 40s, that we, we just realize, oh, I love to work with pottery, I love to work with something with my hands, I love to shape something, I love to form some something, give me that dough, please give me that, and I just want to play with it, you know? And then we realize that, oh, that's another side of our life. This might not be possible, but I think for our, our listeners, this is getting a little bit complex. I know. And if somebody was, again, brand new to archetypes, and they want to apply it, and they want to use it to, to benefit their life, to live their best life. What are some practical ways that they can they can apply the concept of archetypes to their lives? If we go to back to the superheroes, which I'm yeah. assuming all some of your listeners are at least you know fan of one of the superheroes, we can ask Marvel, if, right? Not DC Comics, Marvel. They're which one? Both Marvel. Fine. Well, their movies aren't fine. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Marvel movies are better, but we still like Superman. Oh my God, Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's just unbeatable. Yeah. So then the movies become difficult to make. You ask about that. Uh, what are the, what, for your listeners, what are the practicalities yeah. of archetypes? You know, so there are two important things. First of all, we are reading and listening to our stories how we can develop our stories. Sometimes in our stories, there are ups and downs. Like I love the power behind the Superman, but I don't know what to do with that power. Or I love the sky, but I don't know where to where to fly. I mean, okay, I wanna have the just 
just that level of elevation in the in the in the world, or I just want to do what do I want to do? What do I want to do with that power? The reason that archetypes are important because it is it gives us a blueprint of our journey in our life. It's like when you go to the full moon hike, the full moon, it it has a different reflection in the hike and that as opposed to the you know the normal day daylight you know moon. So we call it the study of that of archetypes is like that full moon light through your life that you can have different perspectives, different you know, aspects of your life. And you can realize that what are the potentials and weaknesses and what are the shadows and what should I be aware of? So if we're talking about the power of the Superman, being above, being strong, is, is one of those attractive sides that you, uh, you want to have it, you know, because I want to fix the world. So this is one of the sides that we use archetype. This is one of the fields that we open archetypes. Okay, so what is a power to you? Or how do you use the power? Or how do you want to use this? Is power limited to knowledge? Or is power limited to do something? Or is power going to be something or someone? So these are different aspects of how we can use archetypes in our daily life. And Isa, you're also a therapist. Yes. You've been a practicing therapist for yeah. a long time now. Yeah. And, and I'm assuming you use um, the concept of archetypes. You yes. move that into your practice. Yes. How do you gauge if your clients are using the information in a constructive way, whether versus a dangerous way of just kind of overgeneralizing and then you know making it mean everything to them? Mostly, I would use labels. I would use gods and goddesses. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason that sometimes I ask this question, what are your childhoods? You know, what do you like to do? Or, you know, what was your favorite sport? I didn't I didn't bring any labels. Like, uh, I'm, I'm referring labels as gods and goddesses. Mm -hmm. Or you are this, you are Aries, or you are Apollo, or you are Zeus. So so first of all, I don't do that. But I ask a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. That, okay, what, you was, what was about it like this? Or how was your experience during your childhood? Or how was your experience with your parents? And I find and I identify a lot of, you know, recurring patterns or significant issues behind it. And then I will explore it more and more. And then I will give them this, okay, so if you have this archetype, and I won't bring it to the, my clients, but I will... I will suggest them to explore the shadow side of the archetypes. So I have a couple of clients that they are workaholic. They're very serious in their works. They are in the financial uh, corporations. And somehow they have this strong intuition to follow music. Mm. But they're not touching it. Mm. And they're afraid of it. So somehow I will knock that door and then ask them, oh, okay, hey, what's up? Or have you ever touched this piano ever? I mean, or is this any kind of experience that you want to do it or not? Or how about music? Or how about uh, performance art? Or how about dancing? You know. So uh, I will guide them. I will lead them to this opposite side because because you know. Knowing the archetype is very beneficial if we realize that we have all of the archetypes in ourselves. Mm -hmm. We have all of them. It's a uh, which ones are laying dormant and which ones are you know exactly active exactly. Your, yeah. It is very similar to the that story conference of the birds by Farid Dodina Tar. So 
we all have all of these birds. We all have all of these archetypes. If we know it, we can we can see our sides. We can see our perspectives toward. Okay. But the interesting thing and the important thing is that yeah, one of them is a little bit dominant, but that doesn't mean that the others should be ignored or washed out or just stay there and don't want, nobody is going to touch it. No. You have to have all of this. And one of the other benefits of the archetype is that we realize that sometimes we are walking in a wrong way. <laughs> we are running in a wrong road, you know, and we are seriously running with all of our efforts, but in wrong direction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we find that, oh, we are wasting our energy and time and our potentials are in somewhere else. So... This is one of these benefits of archetypes then we can that we can realize, oh, no, this is a world. This is one perspective. And I can add to this perspective by realizing something more about it. It's not necessarily limited to this single perspective. And there are other sides and there are other views about it. So you said something really interesting that we all have all of the archetypes within us. So is the goal then to look at what we are ignoring and what we are not nurturing and bring those up so that we can be more well-rounded? What would you tell people when you're guiding their meditation? Accept yourself as who you, as who you are or... Take a deep breath. And if it's hard, it's hard. If it's mm -hmm. down, it's down. Right. If it's low, it's low. You know, if it has pressures, if you're sneezing, you're sneezing. Right. If you are sweating, you're sweating. I remember one of the experiences in Vipassana. And the master was talking about this and the times that it was a lecture time. And during that lecture time, he said that, oh, be careful. Your mind is like a naughty boy. It's very, very, very vigilant. And it got hooked by any ideas, even with a drip of sweat on your forehead. Oh, now you are getting engaged to that. Oh, how hot this room is. Oh, my God, air conditioning is not working and that and that. Okay. So getting back to your story, knowing all of the archetypes, it helped us to accept ourselves as who we are accept our wounds as they are you know one of the main reasons that people go to this people go to the therapy what is it just guess to have someone to talk to you <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got 100 points and then we will move to the next level to just tell their stories and mm. get this impression that their story had been listened been or heard. understood yeah, you know being recognized and the main reason people take psychology classes or this public psychology you know uh, better relationship or effective relationship classes is just to tell them back their own stories because if they resonate with that story they go oh it, that's working you know they go to the tony robbins uh classes workshops and they they, they love to listen or abraham hicks you know mm -hmm. they love to listen to their stories and they got attached to their stories and they hear their stories and they say oh my god oh my god bingo that's my story and i want to follow that you know so most of the time if we realize different side of our archetypes we can listen to our stories with different sides, you know. And the reason that we got stuck in our life, it's because we are not seeing the 
the whole image, the whole spectrum of the archetypes. Sometimes we are ignoring about one of the archetypes. I have uh, one client, she has almost 35 certificates, photographic certificates, dance certificates, swimming certificates, and she, I'll call it the collection, you know, the collection of the cert certificates in everything, you name it. And then what is, what do you guess about her main challenge? What is her main challenge? She can't start working. That's it. She doesn't know what to do with her life. What else, Isa? And I told her, okay, so you have 35 collections of the certificates. It means that you literally can do that in a best efficient professional way. But why you you don't know what to do with your life because she didn't sit down to listen to herself. You know, she was constantly arguing and hopping around and jumping around and finding something else. So the reason that I got in touch with your uh, with your name Peace Unleashed because it to me it has this dichotomy that okay peace and it's been unleashed you know mm -hmm. it is peace you need you need to calm down but at, at the same time you're unleashing the peace yes. Um, yeah, so you can explain yourself what you did for our <laughs> listeners. That, yeah. It was a volcano. Yeah, yeah, that was. So that peaceful volcano, it is, it is, it resonates with this concept of archetypes because when you realize the whole spectrum of the archetypes, you find yourself in a peaceful moment mm -hmm. and you accept yourself as who you are. And the most challenging part is those ignorant, ignoring, hurtful wounding side of our you know life experience that we cannot we cannot walk through it we cannot let it go and i think the study of archetypes it helps us to accept ourselves as who we are that is beautifully said so thank you so we've known each other a couple of years and we've had several conversations about archetypes in this podcast conversation it's all kind of coming together for me as where ellie and i are asking you questions to guide our listeners so i'm going to try to summarize it and you tell me if i if i got it okay okay so do i need to ring a bell or anything you can hit are you sure? <laughs> we are we are in the Maddox studio and he has a big button in the center of the table that says not when you when you hit it it sounds like <laughs> <laughs> we're all nuts right now so yeah. okay so archetypes essentially as as an individual we have all of them within us depending whatever framework you're using we're using the the greek gods and goddesses and at any time in your life, there are some that are more active and, and some that are dormant. And understanding these stories of these archetypes, we can kind of gauge how these patterns will unfold in our own lives and kind of play like a marionette, like, like bring another archetype that's dormant, bring it more to the front and apply the strengths to get through a situation. And then also being aware of the shadows or the unlived, I really love this concept of the unlived life. And just having that level of self-awareness allows us to better navigate any situation we're in. Essentially, and I'm not trying to minimize this, I'm just trying to like understand it kind of concisely, is it's, it's basically another tool that we can use to understand ourselves and how to better relate with other people. Exactly. All right, you guys got that? There's going to be a quiz at the end. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, Isa, if somebody wants to work with you and you do life coaching and therapy both in English and in Farsi. Yes. So if somebody wants to get in touch with you, dig a little bit deeper, understand their own archetype and work with you on how to incorporate that into the their own well-being, how do they reach out? The most applicable thing is the LinkedIn. So my LinkedIn page, E-I-S-S-A-H-A-S-H-E-M-I. Yeah, Isa Hashemi on LinkedIn. And I'm there mostly on the on my LinkedIn page. I'm posting about the relationship between archetypes and leadership studies. But yeah, I'm open to any conversations. And especially I'm, t- I'm making some posts on the MBTI personality types. I'm also uh, using... Uh, Uh, Carol Pearson, because you use the uh, journey archetypes, which is founded by Carol, Dr. Carol Pearson, Mm -hmm. and she is posting also on LinkedIn. So I'm active there and using archetypes. The evenings where we sit around and we talk about and you dissect our our archetypes and ask these questions. Have you ever thought about making that a game, packaging it and being like that would be people can play at a dinner party? Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, like if they can rub a genie and you pop up and do it, great. But putting all that knowledge in some type of board game and that would be really allowing neat. people to have that experience without you physically being there. I think we just came up with something brilliant here. That's a great idea. We can yeah, do it. I mean, we've done it several times. It yeah. is so much fun. It is a lot of fun. And every time there's a new person who hasn't experienced it yet, they just, they have In a fact, ball. the moment we walked into, we're at the Maddox studio, <laughs> and the moment we walked in, we're like, you should do it for Maddox. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I, I think there's something what there. Is Maddox? Sure. Is Look into creating sure. that game. Yeah, yeah. Copyrighted right now, so no one else. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? <laughs> Where that bot button? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Isa, Dr. E, for being with us today. This was a lot of fun. This has been very eye-opening for us, even though we've known you for a number of years now, and we've talked about this outside of the podcast, obviously. But I hope that people out there, at at the very least, are feeling kind of inspired to look into it. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks. And if you want to connect with us, we are at Peace Unleashed on Instagram. That's where we share love notes with you every single day. And I have lives where I answer your questions about the internal world. So connect with us through that. And if you want to work with us at any capacity, check out peaceunleashed.com. And until next time, when we come back and dive into another aspect of the internal world, we wish you a peace-filled day.